Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. It stresses some people out, but that's the fun of it, Joe. People don't invest with you and people don't lend you money because you can write a good pro forma. They don't invest with you because the property's great. They invest with you because they believe you were intelligent to either make that thing perform to the plan you wrote or figure it out along the way and react properly. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff with us today, Chad Sutton. How you doing, Chad? Joe, I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm doing well. And today, best ever listeners, because today is Saturday, we have a special segment for you called Situation Saturday. And if you want to hear more about Chad and his story, then go listen to episode 2,372, and the title of it is Generating Off-Market Deals Through Broker Relationships. How intriguing that title is. I might go listen to it and get a refresher on that myself. Chad is has 138 units across five properties, and it is growing. Is that number still accurate, Chad? Actually, we recorded our episode so long ago. We're closer to 600 units at this point, and we'll be uh, acquiring more at the end of the month. All right. Well, there's that. 600 plus units and and plans to acquire more. Based in, are you still in Nashville? Correct. Based in Nashville, Tennessee. So today, here's the situation that Chad's going to talk to us about, and it's going to make you a little sick to your stomach as you hear me tee it up because you don't ever want to be in this position. But should you come across this position... Here's how he and his team handled it. So the situation is you have a property under contract. You have $250,000 non-refundable, and you are 12 days from closing on the property. And the curveball slash fastball to your face is that the lender now backs out. What do you do? So, Chad, tell us what happened. Thank you, Joe, for that pre-frame. I really appreciate it. So best ever listeners, we have to really go back to March of 2020. And if you remember, this is before the world stopped turning. This is before 
COVID graced our shores with its presence. We endured lockdowns. We endured restrictions to keep everyone safe. Businesses were going out right and left. The world changed on us right there, right? We had no idea what would happen in the real estate world, nor do we ever envision that an eviction moratorium would show up and really change the way the real estate market operated for a short time. So that's where we are. But Envision didn't know any of that yet, right? We're now in 2021. That's history or becoming recent history. But Envision that you have a portfolio of properties in Knoxville, Tennessee is where this was. Okay. So not far from where we are. It was a deep value add project. We had teed up a lender. It's a known secondary market bridge lender. So that's a very important fact. What they do is they originate, let's say $50 million in short-term bridge loans, and then they will go sell it on the secondary market to investors who buy debt. So that's who we're working with at this point. We had no reason to believe the loan wouldn't go through. This was exactly what their avatar is for properties that they lend on. We knew how to acquire and rehab these properties. There's nothing out of the ordinary. At this point, we had all of the equity raised, including our own. We had $250,000 non-refundable. And that's not because we got ourselves in a bad position. That's just because as typical contracts do, after due diligence, money goes non-refundable. And as you're working with lenders, you're fronting acquisition costs and survey costs and all sorts of third-party reports. So we had a lot of costs committed on this deal. We were buying this deal. And then imagine you get a call from your volatile seller who we've been dealing with for several months. He actually was also purchasing a commercial property. He was 1031ing into one. So he has his seller to deal with and envision that you get a call from a volatile seller saying, Hey, I just heard that your lender's pulling out. And you hadn't heard that yet. I hadn't heard that yet. <laughs> imagine getting that in the cold chill that goes down your spine. You are 12 <laughs> days from closing. I said, what? So I said, I'll get back to you. <laughs> Who's your first call? The lender or your business partner? My first call was to my business partner, but my second call, our What did you say call, to your business partner? <laughs> what did I say? I don't even remember, <laughs> Joe. You're not going to believe this something like that. I just heard from the seller that our lender is pulling out. Do you know about this? And she says, no. <laughs> so the next call is to the mortgage broker because we yeah. believe in mortgage brokers. They help you get the right tool for the job. We call them and we said, what in the world is going on? They didn't know. So what had happened is right around this time is when COVID showed up, the stock market plummeted. All of a sudden, the secondary market lenders couldn't hit their margin calls and they just stopped. This particular lender exited the market. It didn't matter where the deal was. They had hundreds of deals that they just dropped and said, sorry, good luck. So if they can't figure out what they can package those things up and sell them for, they just stop. They just quit originating. And that's the smart business decision for them, but it's kind of a problem for us because what happened is the first call they made was a halt on all the third-party orders. So there was a rat-on test that was going on at the property. The guy is sent back out to pick up the traps and the seller says, oh, is it done? How'd it go? So this is the third-party vendor tells the seller, the lender said the deal's off. I'm just picking up my tests. <laughs> that's how he found out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we oh, look like complete imbeciles because it looks like we don't know what's going on at this point. So the fury does not even begin to describe the emotion we're feeling at that moment. So we eventually triangulate and find out that our lender is pulling out of the deal. They pulled out of all deals we found out. And they said, oh, by the way, you remember that $35,000 check you wrote us for third-party reports and underwriting and all that? 
here's the six grand we haven't spent. Good luck. Patted us on the back. Yep. So that's where we are at this point. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget-to-actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest-growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. The fun situation that endures after this is figuring out where in the world are we going to go? We just lost our biggest investor. About what that was way. the loan for? How much? It was about $4 million. Okay. So you need a $4 million loan. We needed $4 million and we had 12 days to get there. Okay. All right. Or we lose a quarter million. So that's kind of where we are. Now, the first thing we did, and I'll tell you, Joe, I know you'll back this because you're very good at this with your investors. Communication was key. We didn't hide a single thing. We got everyone on the call. All of our investors said, look, here's where we are. If anyone wants out, this is your chance. But then we assured them that we are going to continue, but the risk is ours. You will not lose money. If this falls through, we bear the burden of the cost and you get your money back. So there was constant communication with them. That was the first fire we had to put out. Was many, explaining to them much, why we're not How much equity be, did you have raised? It would have been about 1.1, 1.2, something like that. Okay. So about how many investors? We did a joint venture on this one and it was only five investors. So got a lot. So this okay. is not a big syndication. This is a joint venture of several savvy individuals. So I guess that makes it a little easier, right? They kind of know how the sausage is made. So now we have to solve the problem. So what we didn't realize was the downward spiral that the debt market was getting into at this point. Because if anyone remembers, the debt market seized up for a short period. Well, we're on the very beginning of it. So every day, my entire team, there are five of us, was basically reinvigorating conversations from other lenders we worked with on this deal, and then broadening out and talking to three different lenders every day. We talked to three different lenders. We'd get them up to speed. They'd be interested. And the next day we'd get a call. They stopped lending. After about 16, 20 hour days in a row, which by the way, at this point we've had to do an extension. So we said, look, we're going to figure this out. 
of course, our seller who was negotiating with his seller made it more expensive for us. So now we had to put more money in just to keep the deal alive. So just envision what you feel like doing that. You have a quarter million dollars already at risk. Your time is up. You know you want to buy the deal. You don't want to lose that money. We can figure this out. Imagine the courage it takes to write another check knowing you may not ever see it again. It's like you're doubling down at the poker table. So, mm-hmm. You know, It's that kind of thing. So you wrote a check for how much another, more? Another 50, I another think, 50. to keep it going. So now okay. we're up to 300. All right. And we had two more extensions before we got this deal closed. So it, it kept getting better. But envision now that we're 20 days into this, we've already put money up front and we're like, look, we don't have a horse to ride. We're done. Everyone has stopped lending. No one is making it happen. We are literally on a call at midnight on the 20th day after these 16, 20 hour days. And we're just having this gut check with each other. Like, look, we have to put another extension up. Do we go forward or do we just call this what it is and live to fight another day? Were they 15 or 30 day extensions? The first one was a 20 day extension, I think. Okay. Make sure I get my math right. And then we got another extension that was a 30 day after that, but we had proof of life at this point. So let's get okay. to that part of the All story, right. All right. right? So basically the only lending options we had at this point were 12% hard money types, right? It, it was really an irresponsible loan to take even to get the deal closed at that point. Knowing what I know now, I might've been able to make those economics work, but back then I wasn't, I didn't understand the economics of those loans. So it was not a wise decision at the time. So midnight on the 20th day, we're having a heart to heart as a team saying, do we want to continue? So we agreed the next day, we're going to make five more calls each, five more calls. And then we're going to call it. I kid you not on the 20th day, my fifth phone call, we got a hit. I called a woman who I thought was a typical bridge lender. Turns out she actually originates nonprofit community development money. Our properties fit the bill for what the government was trying to do. And they weren't really worried about the market. It's government money they're lending. So they were still originating. And I kid you not, Joe, I'll fast forward to the end of this story and then we'll go through some of the heartache. But we were able to get a better loan than we had in the beginning by persevering through this. Now, we were supposed to close this deal in March. We didn't get it closed until July. It was the end of July by the time this deal finally closed, just because we had to go through that cycle and then get into origination with this government loan, which takes a long time. So the first time we had to say, okay, we've got to buy it. Let's go ahead and put up the extra earnest money one more time. So we put another 50 in. So now we're 350 in. It's almost like getting a HUD loan, but a shorter cycle. So Mm -hmm. we had to go through the excruciating underwriting process with them, making sure that they were comfortable along the way. And we wound up closing the deal in July, Joe. So I guess the lesson here is really don't be irresponsible with it, but never quit. Mm -hmm. Times are going to get hard. If you're in this business for any period of time, you're going to run into these issues. You're going to have a big investor back out. You're going to have a lender back out. You're going to have something pop up on your deal that is not per plan. It stresses some people out, but that's the fun of it, Joe. People don't invest with you and people don't lend you money because you can write a good pro forma. They don't invest with you because the property's great. They invest with you because they believe you were intelligent to either make that thing perform to the plan you wrote or figure it out along the way and react properly. Yeah, it's a great point. And on that note, you mentioned that knowing what you know now, I think you said you could have made that 12% hard money loan work. So what do you know now that you didn't then where you could have made that loan work? Yeah. Not every loan is this way, but I have learned that there are some 
deep acquisition rehab loans. I've done one at this point. Companies like Lending One, for example, they're going to be seven to ten percent, depending on the risk of the deal. But what you don't realize is they actually will include twelve months of debt service in the loan amount, and you actually don't have to pay debt service for the first twelve months. So I'm not saying that always works, but for example, we just took over a property in Augusta, and it, half of it's down to the studs. It's got a fire unit. This is the closest thing to construction without starting over that you're going to get. So it makes perfect sense there because I literally have to dump all the toys out of the toy box and start over if you think about it that way. So they know. They're like, look, man, we know this property is not cash flowing. We know it's not going to service debt for the first year. Let us just put that in escrow, add it to the loan. You go spend this money responsibly, get it done and get this thing stabilized as quick as possible. Throw caution to the wind. Don't worry about vacancy. Get it done. Because we want to be refinanced out in 18 months, go do this again. So had I understood that there were lenders that worked on those kind of economics, mm -hmm. we might've been able to stomach a short-term bridge note on this property. I still stand by the decision we made that the ones we were seeing, we didn't want to do because it, it was more kind of like the lend to own types, right? There was a lot of gotchas in there that was, yeah. so we didn't really want those, but I guess the lesson there, Joe, is you have a toolbox, right? You have a screwdriver, you have a hammer, you have a saw, you have give me another tool. You're asking the wrong one. <laughs> tape measure. Uh, tape measure. There you go. <laughs> so lenders are tools in your toolbox. An agency lender doesn't work everywhere. A local community bank doesn't work everywhere. And this high interest rate bridge note doesn't work everywhere. Deals are not found. They are made. And they are made by structuring the proper capital stack. And the proper capital stack requires knowledge of how to leverage private equity, how to leverage different types of senior and mezzanine debt, and everything in between. That's really the art of the deal, man. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about Rent Ready because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. Rent Ready is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With Rent Ready, you're able to collect rent online and get paid, find the perfect tenant with the built in screening and listing service and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. And the best part, RentReady is unlimited. That's right, all this is flat priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only 54 bucks at rentready.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at rentready.com to get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Did you know that credit checks miss 85% of the information landlords and property managers need to verify new tenants? That's a problem. The solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a platform that allows you to instantly access prospective tenants' financial information and compiles it all into a quick and easy-to-read report to help you select the highest quality tenants. You can access income, payroll, past rent payments, 
non-sufficient funds, and overdraft history all in one place. Rentify's reports instantly verify the full financial picture of the tenant, so there's no chance of being duped with false information. No one likes to be duped. And the best part is that you can have it all at your fingertips in as little as five minutes. Go check out Rentify at TrustRentify.com and stop wasting time and start fast-tracking the tenant screening process with confidence and ease. With Rentify, you'll no longer have to waste hours or even days collecting all the information you need to verify a tenant, which makes life easier for you and your applicants. Visit TrustRentify.com and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first purchase. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y dot com and put in the promo code FAIRLESS. That's my last name, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first purchase. How much of your background as a mechanical engineer comes into play when you're thinking through that? I've had a hard time relating it personally, but I think my team sees that I personally am, am the very analytical member of the group. I am very comfortable in complex spreadsheets and applications and financial models. So I see numbers a little bit differently and I think everyone does that, but I'm finding out that's not true. I can relate numbers to shapes and sizes and it becomes a pictorial thing in my head. So when I'm thinking about the capital stack, for example, I can visualize how these loans are going to work together with private equity and things like that, where a lot of people just see numbers. So I think my engineering background My team calls me a recovering engineer, almost like a recovering alcoholic. I have a lot of tendencies there, Mm -hmm. but I think it's been very good to have that technical aptitude and the ability to look at things a little bit differently because we see value where others don't in a lot of Mm -hmm. situations. What else that we haven't talked about do you think we should as it relates to this story and lessons learned? Well, let's see. The other part of it is, and I always forget to tell this piece, I think Vinny Chopra says it best in his book. Being a syndicator and putting deals together is almost like spinning five plates at one time on a pole. As soon as one of those plates starts to wobble, in this case, the debt, all attention goes to getting that thing balanced again and spinning. Well, when you take your eye off the other five plates, one of those can fall. So once again, we get to where we're ready to close this property. And we hadn't even had a thought to go revisit insurance again because it had been six months since we quoted And we kind of knew the insurance market was hardening, but unbeknownst to us, Nationwide, who we had gotten our quotes for on these properties, these were like 70s vintage. Well, there was a time last year where they decided in the habitational market, we don't want to insure anything or to write anything older than 1990. Mm -hmm. So we had to go up the chain several levels to get approval for them to stand by a quote they wrote for us back in March in July, which would have been another thing that could have gone wrong in the closing. So I guess the lesson there is it's important to always be watching the other balls, even if you're watching Mm -hmm. the one that's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, closing this out, Chad, how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. So as you mentioned, listen to the episode from before, I think it was, what was it? 2000. 372. There you go. You can also go to our website at thequattroway.com. I'm sure Joe can put that in the show notes, but Quattro is Q-U-A-T-T-R-O. There you'll find information on me, my partners, what we're doing, the assets we own, and just all things Quattro. So love to hear from you. Even if it's just to say hello, we love talking about this stuff and I'd love to see how we can help each other. Chad, thanks for being on the show, sharing this story. Hopefully we do not come into another worldwide pandemic 
but regardless of what is the cause of the situation, there will be, unfortunately, best ever listeners who come across a situation where the lender pulls out right before they're supposed to close. And this is going to be very helpful for them. So thank you for sharing your thought process and how you and the team navigated that. Absolutely, Joe. And best ever listeners, the final comment for me is there is always another way. Always, always, always. Remember that. I hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you again soon.